It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What up? Welcome into the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm James Erpine. It is great to be with you on a Thursday. We have so much to get to from my prediction for Sunday's game. A cool event I'm going to be at this weekend. Vontez Perfect, how the national media is treating him. A Super Bowl champ is going to weigh in on Perfect. And so much more. Dave Lapham today. You're going to hear from him on a multitude of topics. Uh, all things start by subscribing to the only. This is the only Daily Bengals podcast out there. You want your Daily Bengals fix? You've come to the right place. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. You can subscribe on iTunes. Please leave us a five-star review. Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every every single podcast, by the way, posted at LockedOnBengals.com. I also wrote about a bunch of different things, from trading to Patrick Peterson uh, to losing to the Steelers. My, uh, my guy, Russell Heltman, wrote about containing Travis Kelsey, who I think is the best tight end in the league. And considering Steelers tight ends have 14 receptions or had 14 receptions last week against the Bengals, I think Travis Kelsey set for a big day. My fantasy team is excited for this matchup. But as a Bengals fan, I get why you're worried. We have so much to get to on today's podcast. A quick reminder, you can follow on Twitter at James Erpine, at LockedOnBengals. And uh, yeah, almost 8,400 of you are following on Twitter, plus nearly 2,000 on the Locked On Bengals Twitter. So thank you to everyone that is following there. And uh, it's been fun. It's fun watching games with you. It's fun talking uh, and going back and forth with you guys on Twitter. And I love opinions. Yes, even differing ones. Differing ones sometimes are even more fun than ones that agree. Let's talk about Vontez Perfect first. And we're going to get to my prediction and Dave Lapham and so much more on today's podcast. But let's talk about Vontez Perfect. A couple things. One, I'm going to play for you a member of the national media who I think is being fair to Perfect. I'm also going to give you an example of national media being unfair to perfect. And I'm going to tell you what Sunday means for me, for perfect, for number 55, for this Bengals team. First things first, Vontez perfect is under a microscope. So much so that Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk went back and looked at his tweets. Went back and looked at Vontez perfect's likes. And uh, what, who he liked, what tweets he liked on Twitter. This is an article from Pro Football Talk. You just heard the paper right there. The title, Vontez Burfick's digital footprint shows a desire to inflict injury on Steelers players. And one of the paragraphs I will read. A Twitter user made this highly inappropriate observation on March 18th. You're going to be mad when Juju ends up like Ryan Shazier the same user later posted a screenshot of Perfect pressing the like button as to that sediment. Perfect has since unliked the tweet, but Perfect still has this message on his list of likes over a photo of Smith Schuster holding up an image of himself standing over Perfect. I want to see you lay this boy out. He's thinking he's big bleep because he blindsided you, but he ain't ready for you. He don't know what he got himself into. Team Juju, get, go ahead and keep bragging. 
you ready to get carted off the field this season? All right. A couple things here. One, I've always thought it was stupid for reporters, and a lot of them do this. If you're on Twitter, you, you can relate. You've seen someone do this. Have the retweets and likes aren't endorsements in their bio. Like that that's the that's what what's in their bio is retweets and likes are not endorsements. And that's a thing, right? It's a thing. You've seen it. I've seen it. We've all seen it if you're on Twitter. And I always thought that was stupid. Like, well, duh, just because you retweet something doesn't mean you agree with it. Just because you like something doesn't mean you agree with it. You might be liking it to bookmark it so you can go back and look. It's like the most obvious thing ever. And, and so I guess Vontez Perfect needs to put that in his bio. Like, if, if we're doing this and saying, oh, my God, clearly Perfect wanted to hurt Juju Smith-Schuster, look, well, then why the hell didn't he do it on Sunday? He was on the field with them for three hours. He could have easily have went after Juju Smith-Schuster. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding? Oh, but but James, he said you're next. He told Juju you're next. So what? It's trash talk. You know the type of things I said on the playground playing basketball when I was 12, 13 years old? The type of things that were said. And we're worried about, oh, my God, Vontez Perfect said mean things on the football field. Stop. Stop. So that's an example of unfair treatment to Vontez Perfect. Now, there's been plenty of talk nationally, locally, on this podcast about Perfect. And earlier the, uh, this morning, Golick and Wingo on ESPN Radio, they were joined by a Super Bowl champion. And they were joined by Seth Joyner, and they asked Seth, Seth Joyner about Perfect and really what the NFL should do about him. Here's Seth Joyner on Vontez Perfect. Let me ask you a question. I, I don't. I'm trying to figure out why we expect anything more from Vontez Perfect. Yep. <laughs> it, it's it's apparent to me that you know there's some kind of block there that you know it's just not settling in. You know when the NFL suspends you. X amount of games and takes X amount of your money that you don't take out a calculator and start doing some math after a while and, and realize, you know, that you're giving away hard-earned money. And it's just dumb. It's just dumb things. It's apparent to me that, you know, Marvin Lewis, and I love the guy, but he's not going to slap the guy on the wrist. He's not going to sit him down and tell him, you know, what he should and wish, what he shouldn't be doing. And you know what? My mom used to say, son, a hard head makes for a soft behind. <laughs> and he, he just needs to go ahead and, you know, they just need to keep softening his behind from the pocket until he gets it, you know. And if he doesn't get it, he's going to put himself in a situation where he's going to be out of the league. You know, it just makes no sense. You know, and, and he'll cry and people will defend him and so on and so forth. But the truth of the matter is, man, you, you can't come into – you know, a situation like, you know, we're watching right here and think that you can lower the shoulder or put the flipper on the guy anymore. Football just doesn't operate that, that way anymore. I, I would love to, you know, see that still be a part of football, but with the concussions, that player protection and all the things that's going on, all the rule changes, the rules say you can't do it. So at some point, you're going to have to adjust the way that you play the game. You're going to have to have a conversation with that little man inside your head and say, nope, don't do that one. Just run on by. That's Seth Joyner on Golik and Wingo ESPN Radio earlier today on uh, on ESPN Radio. So I understand where he's coming from. Look, can anyone really say, look at Vontez and say he's learned his lesson? 
say that that hit was necessary. That hit on Ju- or on uh, Antonio Brown wasn't necessary. It just wasn't. And I don't care. I- I've said this all week, and I'm going to continue to say it. Please don't respond. It- I mean, you can respond however the hell you want to. I-, I love that you're listening to the podcast, and I love hearing from you. But I don't care what the Steelers have done. I'm worried about the players I'm worried about. Vontez Perfect is a Bengal. So as a Bengals fan, why the hell do you give a damn about what the Steelers are doing? Who cares? I don't care what they said. I don't care how petty they were. I don't care. I don't, 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 don't care. Vontez Perfect probably hasn't learned his lesson. And, and the thing I keep harping on all week is I know for a fact he's aware of all the talk going around him, all the, all the talk surrounding him. He knows that the media is going to come after him. He knows it. He knows it. He knows it. And it makes him mad. It makes him angry. And that's why this Sunday is such an opportunity for Vontez Perfect. Vontez Perfect has a chance to flip the narrative, at least start the conversation. Get people talking about what he's going to do on the football field. Get people talking about the brilliant tackles that he made. Get ready to do what he loves to do. I don't deny that Vontez Perfect loves to play football. Go out there and play football. Do it at a high level. Do it on a national stage against what a lot of people think is the best team in the AFC, a 5-1 Chiefs team. Do it on the road. No one's giving you a shot to win. Vontez Perfect, be a big reason why your team wins on Sunday. You do that, and on Monday, on nationally, on Tuesday nationally, everyone's going to be talking about you. Everybody. You have an opportunity to start the narrative and change the narrative. Don't have any questionable hits. Go be the game changer and the game wrecker that I knew you you could be. Once upon a time, you certainly were. Carlos Dunlap talk, talked about it yesterday on this podcast. So did Jesse Bates. You're that good, huh? Go prove it. Go show it. I, I'm done. Like I, I'm so done with the... Oh, well, this, that, I, no more excuses. None. Are you worth the headache? If you're worth the headache, you'll go out there and you'll be a game changer Sunday. It's an opportunity to show the world that Vontez Perfect, the football player, is a hell of a player. And if you go out and do that and you're a big part of a Bengals victory, even if they lose, but you're just, your presence is known all over the field and it's not for some shaky late hit or some questionable call, questionable hit where you could have passed up on hitting Tyreek Hill, but you did anyway. Don't do that. Go be a game wrecker. Go be a game changer. Go be the Pro Bowl linebacker that the Bengals paid you to be. And if you go do that, people will start to talk about your play. Period. If you don't, and you keep being the knucklehead and you don't learn, and and you, you take questionable shots and your play isn't nearly as good as it's been in the past, and it hasn't been through two weeks. This is week three now. You're back. I expect Elite Vontez Perfect on Sunday. I'm James Erpine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. We have a ton to get to. Dave Lapham is up next. We have my prediction for Sunday. I want to discuss John Ross, who practiced again today. A.J. Green was limited in practice today, but not related to an injury, according to my sources, so I expect him to be fine on Sunday. We're going to get to Dave Lapham in a second. He's going to discuss Joe Mixon and so much more, and if the Bengals need to use Joe Mixon more. But first, a word from the official brewery of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I got to tell you, 
about Wiedemann Brewery and Wiedemann Brewery's Bohemian Beer Garden because they're having their first Fall Fest Beer and Music Festival this weekend. It's going to feature rock and roll music, piano, the tastiest craft beers in town straight from Wiedemann's on-site brewery and also local guest breweries, including Listerman's and a bunch of others. Music headliners include the legendary Warsaw Falcons with Ricky Nye, Cheryl Renee, Cincinnati's own goddess of the blues, the nationally renowned Jim Burns Band, and nothing but treble. The brews from Wiedemann, well, they include the Wake Me Up Hazelnut Coffee Milk Stout, the Lost Hand IPA, their Royal Amber, which is Wiedemann's flagship brew, and, uh, of course, Wiedemann's Oktoberfest. It's still mid-October, after all, and it's one hell of a beer. I've had that one. I've had the Royal Amber. I need to try the IPA. I haven't had the IPA yet. I do like them. Um, my favorite so far, and this is just me, and it's one I would recommend to you when you go to Fall Fest, the Belgian Blonde. I love it. By the way, they're going to have their ceremonial keg tapping get things kicked off friday at 6 p.m with their bluesberry if you like a blueberry tart ale if you like fruity beer head brewer steve shaw just released or will release tomorrow with the keg tapping 6 p.m in addition to more than a dozen brewed on-site beers guest brews from banana hammock listerman brink fretboard municipal wooden cask all on tap this weekend they're gonna have food trucks as well from all over Lubecker, which is known for their German classics. They're coming off of their second annual Best of Fest at Oktoberfest Cincinnati. You got to try the schnitzel and red cabbage. And before we even talk about Fall Fest, there's so much going on at Wiedemann's tonight. The fabulous interns are going to be there at Wiedemann, psychedelic rock, electric blues, and so much more. That's Thursday night. So if you want to watch the football game, you want to take in some tunes, maybe you would just want to enjoy a beer on their awesome patio, you can do that ahead of Fall Fest. But I'm going to be there at Fall Fest two days to remember. Friday night, I plan on going. And Sunday afternoon, since the Bengals don't play, I plan on going then as well. They're also going to have... A Halloweedy party next weekend, Saturday, October 27th, starting at 8 p.m. Spooky fun with blood orange drink specials, a killer costume contest, a DJ, and more. That's next weekend, Saturday, October 27th. I want to see you guys at Fall Fest, though, period. I'll be there Friday. I'll be there Sunday. I'm giving you two options. Tweet me. If I'm not there for some reason, if you, if you can only go Saturday, tweet me. Let me know what you think. Let me know about the beer. Let me know about the food and so much more. Treat yourself to a fun night at Wiedemann Brewery. Uh, whether it's next Saturday, whether it's Fall Fest this weekend, you got to try this place. They're 10 minutes from downtown. They're on Vine Street. It's easy to find. If you want directions, if you want more info, a calendar for upcoming events, you can check them out on Facebook or check out WiedemannsFineBeer.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm James Erpine, and welcome back into the Locked On Bengals podcast. Let's hear from 
Dave Lapham. Lap was on the Bengals Booth podcast with Dan Hort, which is the podcast I listen to when I want to get some Bengals news. And the Bengals Booth pod, they, they release it twice a week. It is really good stuff from Dan Hort and Dave Lapham. And I thought that this was, well, this was quite interesting. Here's Dave Lapham on the offensive line struggles because it's no secret the past two weeks the offensive line has been shaky at times. They let uh, Andy Dalton get sacked three times against the Steelers. It really set them back. And Lapp says that part of the reason the offensive line has struggled is because offensive coordinator Bill Lazor not running the ball enough. How about this? Lapp and I agree. Here is Lapp on the Bengals not rushing the ball enough and how it hurts the offensive line. I think part of it as a former lineman, is the, the run-pass imbalance. You know, when you're running it 12 like times like they did, 12, 13 times, and throwing it over 40, that's tough. That's tough. They're teeing off. On first down, I just rechecked my play-by-play sheet, threw it 25 times and ran it twice on 27 first downs. And I'm counting them all, penalty, whatever the case may be, the call was a pass. That's hard. That's hard when you're pass protecting that much. And the two runs, one of them, Joe Mixon gashed for 13 yards. It's not like Joe Mixon ran the ball efficiently. Uh, Mark Walton had problems, but Joe Mixon was, was gashing them. In my opinion, with Le'Veon Bell in the situation he's in, Joe Mixon's the best running back in the division. The best running back in the division. Give him the football. Put it in his belly. Throw it to him. Give it to him in space. Utilize that talent. And then it's a hell of a lot easier to pass protect when you have Joe Mixon doing his thing. Then pass protection becomes less of an issue. There's, there's, in my mind, there's no question about it. I think, I think that they uh, self-inflicted issues with play selection. Not to say that the defense, you know, hasn't been bringing pressures and doing the things they're doing, but the Bengals are exacerbating the problem with their play selection. It's Dave Lapp. I'm talking with Dan Hort on the Bengals Booth Podcast. Let's get one more from Dave Lapham. Do the Bengals need to score 30 plus points on sa- on Sunday, excuse me, I almost said Saturday. On Sunday night to beat Pat Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs? I say yes. Here's Dave Lapham answering that question. I think it's going to be who has the ball last. And if you don't have the ball last, you better allow Mahomes only 5 seconds with the football. I mean, clock management's going to be big. It was an issue in my opinion, you know, letting Roethlisberger get the ball back didn't even make Pittsburgh burn timeouts. You know, snap the ball on the play clock with like 17 seconds, 22 seconds. and I don't care where you are on the football field in this day and age in the NFL. Offenses are so explosive. I don't care if you're on your side of the field or their side of the field. you got to start burning clock at the end. You have to treat two-minute drills like four-minute drills. You know, take all the clock and try to score points. I mean, it's unfortunate <laughs> offenses have to think that big picture, but you do. And that's, I think that's going to be the case in this football game. I think you have to be really, really smart with your clock management, Mahomes, and try to, you know, try to pos- time of possession is going to be big. Limiting his possession number is going to be big. Um, and the Kansas City defensive football teams, you know, not that good. They're 32nd in the, in the league, dead last in, in yards allowed per game, first downs allowed per game. They're 27th in scoring. They give up 5.4 yards on the ground per rush, 31st in the NFL. Let Joe Mixon carry the football. Don't, don't throw it 40 times and run it 15 or something like that. Don't do that. The Bengals threw the ball on first down 27 times and ran it twice last week against the Pittsburgh Steelers. What? What? And on one of those first downs, Joe Mixon runs. He, broke, he busted one for 13 yards. 
give Joe Mixon the football, get it in his hands, either out of the backfield throwing it or let him run the football. You have to minimize opportunities uh, for, for a guy as explosive as Patrick at home, period. You just have to do it. Um, and there's going to be a lot of game management, game within the game of game management stuff in this one because both of these offenses are so dy- dynamic. Good stuff there from Dave Lapham. One more. This isn't from the Bengals Booth podcast. This is actually on the Bengals Game Plan Show, which airs 6 to 8 every single Wednesday during the football season on ESPN 1530. And this is Dan Hoard, Dave Lapham, discussing John Ross, which I thought this was a really interesting conversation, really interesting comments from Lapp on number 15. Seven catches for 79 yards. Two of his seven catches are touchdowns. I mean, that's good ratio. That's good productivity. But the problem is he's played 15 of 22 games uh, that, that he could have played for the Cincinnati Bengals. He's had shoulder, knee, groin. I mean, he's had, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of injury problems. So they missed his speed against Pittsburgh. They, Bengals didn't get many deep ball opportunities, didn't get many deep ball shots. The Steelers did a decent job in terms of the running game, more so the Bengals not attempting to run the football, but they couldn't get the ball down the football field. They couldn't get the deep ball. They doubled A.J. and sometimes they doubled Boyd. And if you have John Ross, you know, that's that's a different animal. I mean, he he takes the top off the defense on one side and A.J. Green on the other side. You can't double everyone. You can't double John Ross, A.J., and Boyd, although Sutton doubled three receivers Against the New England Patriots, he doubled three different guys, rushed two, dropped nine, and that's when Brady ran for his touchdown. Uh, when Speaks didn't tackle him, he kind of let him go, and there was controversy there. He said he thought he you know, might ha- be penalized. But at any rate, John Ross is a factor, making the defense back up, taking the top off the defense. That's why Kansas City can attack every inch of the football field. They have guys that make you back up. And it makes you defend every square inch of the football field. Without John Ross, that that is that dynamic is not quite as uh, quite as strong. And quite honestly, John Ross is a better route runner than Hill. Hill is not a tremendous route runner. He's improving, but his is just pure gas. I mean, speed, speed, speed. John Ross can, you know, run a route. Uh, transition from go to zero 60 in a heartbeat and transition 60 to zero. Hill doesn't do that as, as smoothly. So, you know, John's got so much upside potential, but like he said, he hit it right on the head. There's a lot of great abilities to have. Availability is the most important to have. That's Dave Lapham on Bengals game plan, no doubt about it. Look, Ross needs to be out there. If he's going to be what I hope he can be, and I thought he could be coming out of Washington, then he's got to be healthy. I mean, that that's part one. That's it, period. A.J. Green isn't good if he's sideline, if he's on the sideline. So th- that's it. He practiced in full today. I expect him to play. I chatted with him in the locker room yesterday off the record. And, um, yeah, I expect things to um, progress well. I have a feeling he has a big game Sunday. I might be dead wrong on that, and I don't want to jinx him. I just think that against that Kansas City defense, there's going to be an opportunity or two for him. Now, does it work out? I don't know. I don't know, uh, but I think they need it to. I think it starts with Mixon on Sunday, and speaking of Sunday, we're going to discuss Sunday's matchup. I'm going to give my prediction next on the Locked on Bengals podcast, but i got to tell you about Swap. 
Swap.com because Swap.com is the world's largest online consignment and thrift store. I love thrift stores. And I, I love even more than that. I love shopping online. With Swap.com, you can save up to 90% off retail price on your favorite brands. Lululemon, Carter's, Nike, J. Crew, Gap. Their quality hand-inspected items are added daily. If something doesn't fit, enjoy a hassle-free return within 30 days. Stop driving to store after store after sifting through racks. Easily sift through millions and millions of clothes in seconds on Swap.com with easy-to-use filters to find just what you need. It's it's crazy how much we spend on brand-name clothes. You can save money. You could save money on your kids' clothes. They grow like weeds, right? Get their clothes at Swap.com. And just for listening to this podcast, you're going to get 35% off select items when you place your first order with promo code Locked On, Get 35% off select items. Just go to Swap.com, use promo code Locked On, and find new deals every day on Swap.com's homepage. Again, Swap.com, promo code Locked On. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. Look, I can convince myself every single week that the Bengals are going to win. I think they're that talented. Like, I do. I think they're that talented. I think they have an elite running back. They have a quarterback playing at a very high level. They have a top five wide receiver. They have a really good defensive line, and I know they didn't show up last week. That doesn't mean that Carlos Dunlap and Geno Atkins can't play all of a sudden. It doesn't mean that at all. I think their safety in Jesse Bates, who we heard from yesterday, is the second best rookie safety in the league behind Derwin James and has been very impressive. So I could convince myself easily that this Bengals team finds a way to get it done on Sunday. But at the same time, I know the task at hand. I know how hard it is. I can see it happening. I think it is possible. But I'm not sure it's probable. I I think it is a 60-40 type game. The Bengals are six-point underdogs. If you want to throw money on that, check it out with my book and use promo code LOCKEDON25. But to me, they're underdogs going on the road. They're banged up. They're injured, man. That's part of it. If they had Eifert, if they had Giovanni Bernard, if they had Darquez Denard and Nick Vigil, that's one thing. I expect to see more of Jordan Evans this week. I think they need to get, get an athlete in there that isn't Hardy Nickerson because Hardy Nickerson has struggled, and I'm not sure Vinny Ray's athletic enough anymore to, have, uh, or to be effective, honestly, against this Kansas City offense. It, it boils down to a couple things. You're going to have to get pressure on Mahomes. Force him into a couple mistakes. And I I think he might make a mistake or two, or at least give Jesse Bates or one of these corners a chance. You have to catch it. You have to. If he makes a mistake, you cannot drop it. We can't have a Dre Kirkpatrick drop here. You have to take advantage of those things. Joe Mixon needs the ball 30 times. That means he probably should run it. He should probably get 24, 25 carries, four or five targets in the passing game. And that needs that you need to be able to run the ball effectively. You need to be able to keep your defense on the sideline, resting. Because Kansas City, you could be up. Like, let's say the Bengals fare well and they're up 30-16 to 16 in the fourth quarter. That lead isn't safe. 
Let's say they're up 35-17 at halftime. That lead isn't safe. This Bengals team, even if they do get a lead, they're going to have to run the football. And one of the things I've noticed from Kansas City is what they like to do, jump out early, and then their defense forces a turnover or two, gets a sack, gets a stop, anything like that. And then their offense rolls, and all of a sudden they're up 21. So they can't turn the ball over at all, period. Zero turnovers. They have to be flawless there and just find a way to get the ball to your playmakers. Last week, they found a way to get it to Green and Boyd. They didn't give it to Mixon enough. They need to incorporate him. John Ross, I think, needs to be involved. If all of those things happen, and that means scoring 30-plus points, your offense needs to be damn near flawless. And what your defense needs to do is force Pat Mahomes into a mistake or two. Not 10, not stop him every time because you're not going to. And anyone that expects the Bengals' defense to do that is... Sadly mistaken. If the Bengals can do that, they have a real shot. It's a tall task. And it's one that I think they answer the bell on for the most part. Unfortunately, I think things derail right at the end. Um, and, and that doesn't mean they'll have a lead late and blow it like, like last week where they have a lead and then the, the Kansas City Chiefs score in the last minute. But I think the Bengals are going to be in this game. I just think they're going to lose. I'll take the Kansas City Chiefs 38 the Cincinnati Bengals, 34. I think the offense is going to play well. I think Andy Dalton's going to continue to play the way he's played all season. I think John Ross and Joe Mixon could both have good, really good games if you're talking about Joe, A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, etc. I think the defense plays relatively well, forces a turnover or two. Unfortunately, it won't be enough, and the offense will probably turn it over once. Give me the Chiefs, 38-34. But, like I said in this podcast, it is an opportunity to prove yourself it's an opportunity to convince people that you're the real deal national television not just Vontez perfect but marvin lewis andy dalton aj green john ross all of them they have an opportunity joe mixon playing in front of a national television audience that is an opportunity it's a chance to show people how good this team is and despite the injuries i think they have a good showing i think it's going to be close I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. It's been a great week of shows. It's been great. All the feedback, all of the listeners, all the back and forth. I love you guys so much for listening and for responding and for going at me on Twitter. And if you disagree, letting me know. I love it. I love it. It's so much fun. Disagreeing is honestly just, it's so much fun. I love it. I really do. And I hope you continue to let me know your thoughts at James Rapine on Twitter, at Locked on Bengals on Twitter. You can um, subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app. Check out LockedOnBengals.com. I plan on writing about Vontaze Perfect tonight. Plus, come meet me at Wiedemann's Fall Fest. Seriously, meet me at Wiedemann's Fall Fest. If you don't want to put it out on Twitter, my DMs are open. You could DM me that you're going, what day you're going. I'm going to be going Friday night. I'm going to stop by. I have uh, I work usually till 7 or 8 o'clock at night on Friday, but then I plan on going. Um, and, and then after that, Sunday, Sunday afternoon, since the Bengals don't play. Have a great weekend. I will talk to you guys with the post-game podcast. It'll be ready for your commute on Monday morning. Until then, I'm James Rapine. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Bengals podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.